Hello, it's Larry Clark with Excelsior Music Publishing. We're going to take a little different approach to the From the Composer podcast today, and we're going to be talking to composers as they are asked questions by an actual music educator. So we're going to start today with composer Yukiko Nishimura. Hello, it's Larry Clark, and we're doing another edition of Meet the Composer, and today we have Yukiko Nishimura, is our feature composer today. And we actually also have composer Pete Ciano, who's gonna be the interviewer today of Yukiko. Yukiko, thanks for doing this for us today. It's good, thank you. And hi Peter, how's it going? All right, how's it going, Larry? Going great. So uh, Peter, take it away, and uh, everybody is gonna really enjoy this. Thanks Yukiko for doing it. Yeah, thank you Yukiko. I, I was excited when you, when you said yes, because when I've been following along with all the Excelsia interviews, Mm -hmm. I uh, was waiting for one of my favorite composers and my friend Yukiko to be interviewed. And I said, hey, Larry, can I do it? And, and, and thanks <laughs> for saying yes. So, so this is great. So my first question for you, and I know a lot of band directors and orchestra directors uh, want to know the answer to these, to these questions, mm -hmm. is can you talk a little bit about your upbringing, where you were born, and how your home influenced some of your music? Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Kyoto, Japan. Uh, Kyoto is located in the western part of Japan, next to Osaka. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was uh, a kid, I remember that my mother could play the piano just a little bit. Yeah. But I don't think that's the reason why I started learning music. Uh, but obviously, I was interested in music from TV or radio. So I remember that I was so shy in public, <laughs> still now. <laughs> but <laughs> on the other hand, I always sing along something from TV show like Sesame Street or yeah. puppet show or animation program. Yeah. So naturally, I could get into the musical experience. Yeah, yeah. And that shaped you growing up. That's great. Now, did you have music uh, education in your schools, uh, you know, growing up in school? Uh, yes, um, I started taking music lessons at Yamaha program for kids mm -hmm. at very first time when I was five years old. Okay. Uh, some of their systems are good because they, they teach music theory and actual playing at the same time. Yeah. So back yeah. then I didn't realize how it was important uh, for kids to learn how music is structured without consciousness, you know. Yes. So I didn't know how I was good at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I don't remember that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that was my first basic thing. Um, after, after I left Yamaha, I started taking private lessons, private okay. piano lessons, and also entering another music school for kids. Um, this school is very good. They have some lessons once in a week. I took classes for ear training, mm. sight reading, uh, choral class, and wow. composition class as well. A lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, I had already know how to compose because I have a basic skill from Yamaha program. Right, right. So it, it was easy to start. Yeah. And then, and then you kept uh, studying and studying. And then I know 
moving ahead, you eventually you, you studied with Alfred Reed over here in the States. Uh, right? Yes. Uh, before that, I, you know, I, I and then I, I got into music high school in Kyoto. Okay. Yeah. I Just had been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had been longing to go to the school as a piano major. Mm hmm. But my piano teacher said that I can't get in there with my poor technique. Oh, oh no. I was very sad, I remember. So since I already knew how to compose at the age of 12, my teacher suggested me to continue to study music composition to get oh. into the music high school as a composition got major. Got it. So that was how you got into the high school, composition, yeah. piano. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it was a tough decision for me. I cried for a couple of weeks to settle yeah. down some feelings in me. Yeah, yeah. After, yeah, I after decided to study composition, I started to study the European style of music. You know, they're very strictly, you know, sure. uh, which sure. are like uh, Roman numerals and counterpoint, and also studied the structure of fugue uh -huh. yeah that kind of thing yeah. yeah and that was valuable as you progressed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To, to write music wow yeah and so then how did you come here come to study in the united states uh, uh alfred, yeah one of your teachers i know i'm sorry it was alfred reed you studied with alfred reed uh yes um after i graduated uh, the the university in tokyo yeah, I was still, you know, interested in studying composition. So um, about Alfred Reed, um, at the University of Miami, I studied with Dr. Alfred Reed. Right, and yeah, at yeah. the time, he was around 70 years old. Yeah, he must have been older. Yeah. yeah. And he was not a composition faculty back then, but mm. he was a professor in music business. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I took special lessons with him every time I wrote something new. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'd bring it to him, yeah. 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 Oh, that's I, I asked him, like, do you have a time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah. And, and he would look at it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. And um, it was a very unique lesson. Um, <laughs> I asked him anything I wanted to know, like, the specific orchestration for a specific point yeah. in my yeah. music. Sure. And then he gave some advice or he, he told me one of his thousands of experience in his music career. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He just gave me some tips. Yeah. You know, yeah. he didn't teach how to compose. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. Yeah. He didn't change your work. He just... Right some experience of his of his own that's that's sometimes the best teacher right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah. so yeah. yeah i want to be a teacher like him you know yeah right i know <laughs> yeah. yeah encourage but don't but don't influence yeah, yeah. Too much yeah i mm. think that, that's really important yeah it was really precious time for me to yeah. spread my knowledge of composition yeah yeah I, I was in miami for two years but after that our relationship continued until he died at the age of 84 mm. yeah so like 15 touch. yeah 15 yeah. years yeah yeah oh wow what a great 
mentor. Yeah. yeah. There are very few students, you know. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear a lot of people who have studied. Right. Yeah, mm. right. Oh, that's fantastic. So um, he, you probably consider him to be a big influence uh, in your composition or in your in your life as a teacher but are there also uh you know favorite composers of yours that have in influenced you or in, um, inspired your composing other than yeah maybe. other than any other composers who you uh consider uh, okay. influences yeah i was a um, very classical person like you know i when i was a st student my favorite uh, favorite composers are schumann yeah. and Brahms and French composers like Debussy, Ravel, Fauré, and Poulain. Classics, yeah. 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 I, yeah, these days I am like a melody person, but yeah. Before, yeah, I was like a um, harmony person. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you go through phases, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, so now it's you center your work more around melodies. It seems, but at one point it was much more harmonic, right? Inspired, yeah. Yeah, at the time I was obsessed with using the French style of harmonies in my yeah. in my music at the time. But, but after that, my interest was going to American music like Leonard Bernstein, Copland, Stravinsky, Von yeah. Gold, etc. You know. Yeah. So you grew kind of with the timeline. Yeah, yeah. Oh. maybe because of jazz, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you but you're in your you know in your yeah. music you definitely hear some harmonies and colors that, that right you right out of a jazz. Yeah, I was ob obsessed with modern yeah. jazz. I like using mode scales. Yes. And exactly. also rhythm patterns. You know, now also you know, I'm still using it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It still shapes who you are as a composer. Mm -hmm. along with Schumann and the Debussy and everything else. <laughs> yeah, right? We are all, uh, I guess, influenced in certain ways and kind of come up with our, we're kind of playing our favorites in our music, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, yeah. I have been seeing, thinking that, you know, um, it, it, I have to watch out if I want to use that, you know, jazzy uh, type of uh, fragment to yeah. educational music. It's, yeah. yeah, sometimes it's very exactly difficult to put it into that kind of era. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, in that field. Uh, in that field, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> kind of ensembles. And, and I totally know what you mean, because cause every so often, um, you know, you want to write something to, that represents that or comes from that, but the students don't necessarily uh, have the ability yeah. at the younger ages to, right. to hear the harmonies and to play it successfully. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But some of your other works, you know, the harder stuff, maybe, you know, it's neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, fun to play, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, you're talking to the right person here. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, um, it, this, is, this is a question I, was, I um, very much look forward to your answer on. <laughs> it, here, you know, in the United States, um, traditionally, mm. um, there has been much more attention paid to white male composers mm. and there's you know been some progress lately uh, certainly not enough progress where where there is more diversity um being explored by band directors or people who program music even professionally but clearly there's a lot more work to be done and 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 one of the important pieces there is is programming music written by 
women and underrepresented composers traditionally. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, you know, having lived in Japan and came up in J Japan, did you, you know, obviously we are influenced by composers all around the world, but mm -hmm. is that also the case in Japan historically that there's much more male composers uh, or even white male composers who, mm -hmm. you know, from Europe or from the United States that were performed in Japan or is it more diverse? Is it changing? Um, as you say, it's not only in the States, I believe. Um, I, I, I have read an article some years ago. It says that the, the, I am talking about a women composer. Yes, yeah. It, it says that the percentage of women composer from the, the classical era to um, the present. Mm -hmm. So there's only 2% of women composer in 18th century. Yeah. And in, in the present, there is about 15% still, 15% still of women composer. Right. It's very interesting data and it's still few, you know, women composers nowadays. But yeah. these years, people have been paid attention to diversity. So yeah. it, it, it's very good because there are so many excellent composers in various cultures or races or gender. I think in Japan, the, the diversity is getting penetrated only a bit, mm. slowly. Yeah. Honestly, when I was in Japan as a composer, I felt I, felt I was not the right place to continue my career. Mm. Yeah, sometimes I was frustrated being a woman composer. But the music itself is more important. Yeah. So yeah. no matter what the gender is, uh, good music is good music. And sure. in Japan, there are many you know, premieres or concerts from the other country, mostly from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's <laughs> rare to see, you know. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah. We, 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 you know, we have to continue. And I think the job falls on, you know, people who program music, you know, when, when the directors who are uh, choosing their programs or mm. choosing honors. But, you know, I'm talking more, I guess, in the educational field because it's what right. I'm most familiar with. But, um, you know, there's been some movement and there's been some people who have been really great advocates for it. And I think it's starting to be better, but yeah, obviously much more work to be done so that it's not such an effort. It's much more, you know, organic and people uh, are, because as a student, you know, mm. I, I always think of the students that are playing the music, you know, when I'm teaching students the music, they want people who are like them. They want the, the you know, some of the young women want women to look up to composers, right. Or mm. people who are, of color want so I think that so I think that there's more work to be done there but it's, so in Japan the same same thing maybe not even as good as it's been here you know that's interesting it's interesting to yeah. get that perspective yeah that's why uh, Guvaidarina was my you know like hero you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's interesting yeah so now let's talk about your writing a little bit some of your music that you've okay. written okay so mm -hmm. it, it, it your use of i always think the use of we were just talking about this with the jazz a little bit your use of color in mm -hmm. your writing you know the combinations of the instruments and the ranges that you pick for the different instruments seem just as important as the harmonies you know the yeah. harmony is important but the the choices you make to make that those colors happen is this something that you are very naturally just here or or in your head or are you always adjusting it 
mm. and changing it as you get to the finished product. Yeah. I totally agree with you, you know. To me, color is the most important thing. Mostly it, it comes from uh, directly to my mind. Some, sometimes it's very clear, but sometimes it's blur sound, you yeah. know, at, yeah. uh, at the very beginning. Yeah. So I come up with some ideas, then finding out what colors or harmonies would fit it. I see. If you could find at the very first mo moment before you start writing, it's obviously the easier way to complete the music. But uh, on the other hand, if you ha if you are not sure, uh, if you're not sure yet how you how you can start the music, it's gonna be a long journey to <laughs> yeah. find a right solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you know, like that. Yeah, but you yeah. do a great job choosing and finding the solution because that always jumps out at me. You know, and we'll talk about some of your pieces specifically, but <sighs> but the colors that you use are just so so lovely. I just I just always drawn to that. You know, oh. as a, as a composer, it's so beautiful. Now you you've uh, written a lot of pieces for band, mm -hmm. orchestra, piano, film scores, all different kinds of music, not not just educational music. But when, when you come up with a musical idea and, and then you decide which group, is, is it you, choose, you come up with the idea or the melody and then you say, oh, this would be good for the band or this would be good for the, or do you sit down and say, I want to write for orchestra and then start, the idea comes after that. You know, <laughs> how does it work for you? Uh, it depends on the project. But uh, the, the idea of project is first, you know, I, after I wrote something, and then it's not uh, the way of my uh, project going, you know. Yeah. Yeah. About a commissioning piece, um, as you know, usually some, someone asks me to write something new for a specific occasion. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I care about the title first. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's, you know, that's uh, uh, related to color, maybe. I, I get it, yeah. yeah. So I have a notebook uh, collecting the words that I got inspired. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Thousands of words in a one book. So. <laughs> I know. I never look back. I actually have it on my phone. <laughs> I have a little note on my phone, and I just think of words. Ah, okay. And sometimes, yeah, you sit down and you say, what would that sound like, right? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So the word sometimes inspires you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, the title, cool. yeah, yeah, title helps me to come up with the idea of music. Always, you know, it, it's it's not that simple, but you know, you know about it. You know? Okay, yeah, um, yeah. It can so, start it off. It can start it off. Little things, you know, little, little inspiration lead me to the end. Yeah. Just the idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. But yeah. sometimes I'm writing a piece for a long time and I can't think of a title. That happens sometimes too. But usually yeah. the title first. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yeah. Now, uh, you just talked about the commissions. Yeah. You, 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 you're, you often are a commission to write pieces for different projects or different mm -hmm. groups. Do you have some favorite commissions that have, that, that have you know, come out really well or pieces that were published that were originally commissioned that you're very proud of? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm always thankful they found me. Yeah and contacted me. Yeah. They're so brave. 
Right. Pay first. Yeah. Yeah. Every project is so special. Uh, it's like a custom made. Yeah. So I want to create something they want. Each um, each project is always tough, but also fun for me. Um, and after I submit the piece, there will be the happiest moment that the music is fully accepted. Yes. Yeah. That's the most, you know, uh, uh, I got nervous. Yeah, it's a relief. Yeah. 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 You too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. When you deliver that final version, it's, it's, uh, and they like it, it means a lot, you know, because mm. you never know. You never know if they're going to like it. Yeah. So commissions, I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm very proud when the commission comes out well. It's much, much more important to me when there's people who are, you know, it's written mm -hmm. for specifically, yeah, for them to, yeah. to appreciate. So I understand that, yeah, so. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, you know, uh, it, it will be good if it's published from somewhere. Right. Yeah, ideally, yeah. Mm. And you've had, you've had a number of commissions that do get published. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, one, now I want to talk about Ancient Flower. Ancient Flower, okay. Yeah. Mm. Now was that a commission or no? That wasn't a commission first? It wasn't right first string orchestra because mm. right? it's a, there's a band version too that and both are played a lot i know i've played it with some groups that i've conducted thank you yeah oh i love that piece <laughs> and, it's, and it's very popular right now I, th I think it's being played by a lot of honors groups that i've i've heard you know um educational groups and and so on but um can you talk more about that so orchestra piece was first can you talk more about the inspiration for for that piece yeah, I was very surprised the band version is growing up so yes. fast. <laughs> yeah. Very popular, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote this piece first during orchestra first, in, but in this music, as you hear the sound, I wanted to put some oriental atmosphere. Mm. However, I wanted to use the harmony most people are familiar with from the Western kind of music. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, when I transpose to another key for band, it is not just changing the key. Um, I do care about how it works, how it sounds on that instrumentation. So that uh, the transcription was so good for me. It's um, um, I, I learned a lot. Yeah. So I often put the um, new sections of new uh, counter melodies, right. you know, to the piece for uh, letting it sound better yeah. than the original version. So right. I don't want it, I don't, I don't want to make it, you know, the, almost the same music. Right. Yeah. Bring something it new. should be, yeah. yeah, changed a lot. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Oh, that's a, it's, it's a great piece. I know a lot of people who have played it and the yeah it's, yeah it's 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 great that's a great yeah one. i was so happy you know that at the midwest last last winter yeah i just wo walked around the the booth and then someone just told me are you an 
ancient music, uh, ancient choir composer, yeah. like, you know, they know yeah. me. They know you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. See, you're so famous. <laughs> no, I know it's a very popular, and rightfully so, it's a great piece. And and um, that's been out a few years. The, I, when we, um, the new Excelsior catalog came mm. for new pieces, I, I was, I right away was drawn to smiling after the rain. <laughs> I, I think that that is just such a great piece of, and is a, a newer piece so that that's just out. So mm. I wanted to, um, to, I wanted to quote you. What you said about that piece is that you say you wanted to create something that brings happiness, mm. right? Mm. Small daily, you know, mm. happiness in small daily events, which I think right now that's, right. that's very important, right? That's, that's very important. It might be a great theme for some, from band directors who are picking music, you know, for the yeah. next years to find that little happiness. So is, can you talk more about that, that piece, Smiling uh, After the Rain? Yes, okay. Uh, this is a commissioning work. Okay. Uh, a conductor who is an active in Japan contacted me through Facebook. Okay. And he told me that he loves my band work Starship a lot. And also he follows all of my all of my music, even if it's written for any you know other instrumentation. Um, when he first sent me email, he seemed to be the new music should be in a sensitive mood. Mm-hmm. But he suggested that he would be feeling relieved if we could see a rainbow at the end. Yeah. He said rainbow, you know. He chose that. Key point. Yeah. 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 So I started thinking about the title. Yeah. I looked back my book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Found a good one. Yeah. And it's you know, uh the idea is really nice. So um uh, what he desired in the music, um um so I, I started thinking about, um, I didn't want to, you know, rain, uh, I didn't say rainbow directly. It's right. nervous, you know, because. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I put smiling after the rain. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But I don't know uh, how many people can imagine that's the rainbow, you know. Right. Like, but, where do you find out? Uh, but I hope it worked out. I think it's great. And I think that, you know, you talk about rainbows and, and you know, that theme. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked before about all the different colors. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of a little uh, yeah. of colors, right? I mm-hmm. mean, there's, there's lots of different choices you made with the instruments um, and the combination of instruments that play the melodies that I just uh, really works. So I think yeah. that people will be attracted to it, yeah. Yeah, always I am worried about, you know, my, um, I don't do doubling, you know. Yeah. So um, the uh, orchestration is not so thick. Right. That's right. my not- way of, you know, orchestration. So I always worried about it sounds better or not. Mm. Yeah, right. especially think, for students. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, it probably depends on the group. Mm-hmm. And I think that Smiling After the Rain is a little harder uh, piece, you know, for a more advanced group than, say, Ancient Flower. Mm-hmm. 
So that's when you want the students to be thinking about being more independent and playing the different voicings. Um, and sometimes they, yeah, like one on a part, not doubled, you know, is, um, is appropriate because sometimes the doubling changes the whole color, right? Right. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th I think that one's really successful. I know that people are going to like that one. I think that that's, <laughs> that's going to be your next popular smash hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the 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 how um what is the grade for that? Uh I don't remember but um, uh, I think it's if I'm not Larry probably knows, but four? I think it might be a 4. Yeah. It might be a 4. So, mm -hmm. More advanced. Yeah, I think so. So, do you uh I'm sure you're proud of all your pieces. You said before, you you know, you have uh proud of all your commissions and 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 your music. But do you have a piece that's very personal to you or a piece that you uh if if somebody could only hear one of your your selections, what would you you know what would you choose? Is there one piece that's most meaningful to you? Mm, this ah uh, this is my favorite question. It is. <laughs> oh, <hard> one. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't know. You know the piece, but I would say Starship for band, mm -hmm. uh, published from a Southern Music Company. Yeah. Uh, because this is my first publication in the States. Ah. Yeah. And back then, Dr. Alfred Reed liked this piece very much. And he gave me some tips for French horn section. Because oh. I asked him how the French horn sounds beautifully in the high range. Yeah. Yeah. He gave me a tip. He gave you a tip? Yeah. Can you share? What was I won't tell you. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me later, maybe. I want to know the Alfred Reed tip too. <laughs> oh, that's great. After that, personally. That's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great piece. That's a great piece. And I, mm. and it was the first. That was your first piece published in the states. Yeah. That's yeah. That's important too. Yeah. You know, that, and also, that was, I made a string orchestral version and also orchestral version too. Yeah. Orchestral version out. is not published yet. But. Okay. Okay. All right. So there you go, another great one. So many good pieces, I tell you. Okay, I got one, one more question. Okay. One more question. So you just, I know you just moved, like, when did you move to Los Angeles? Right before Midwest, right? Right, right before I saw you? August last year. Okay, so, so about a year almost, almost mm. a year. So are you, how's it going? How's it going living in Los Angeles? Are you pursuing different composition uh, outlets there? You know, are you working to get... Uh, film or tv or, or are you what, what's your goals um first of all the weather is good yes <laughs> the weather yeah. yeah yeah i'm jealous i yeah i was luckily luckily accepted to move to the states last year um if it were um if it were this year you know it would yeah. be in trouble yeah and i i chose los angeles to live because um I have been longing to be involved in the film and TV industry. Yeah. But in this industry is really competitive. You can imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. There are so many talented people wanting a job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. still seeking that. Yeah, you're still. Yeah, I have no idea how to get into or find a connection to it. But for now, you know, I keep creating what I believe and keep spreading my music as many as I can. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just, you know, 
um, seeking everything. <laughs> yeah, take any opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's me well, recently. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you've only been there less than a year, so it's just starting out. But I, that's, I think, right? We've all, and we can say this to our students mm. too. You know, you sometimes you just have to go for your dreams. You have to go for it. Mm. You got to work hard for it, and. Mm even when uh, it doesn't happen right away, you know, that's okay. I know with my own kids, yeah. they expect things to happen right away. That's, that's <laughs> how it works, right? Sometimes you gotta keep mm. at it. So I know it'll work out for you too, uh, for sure. You're yeah. just a fabulous composer and, uh, and such a great person. I know that, I know it's gonna work out for you in Los Angeles. Oh, that's thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all my questions I have. Do you have any thank questions you. for, for um, me? I, I, <laughs> I haven't set up a question for you sorry okay. I, don't, I don't need to answer anymore <laughs> yeah. well this was awesome i was enjoying listening and oh uh, and uh i'm sweating oh you're, you're it, was, it was fabulous and uh as as peter said we we love your music we hope you'll write a much more of it and uh give us a chance to uh, get it out to the world and now that you're in the United States, I'm hoping that you're mm. going to get more opportunities to uh, meet students around the country, maybe yeah. participate in, in uh, uh, working with groups all over the country. I'm sure they would be interested in that. So um, maybe tell them how they can get in touch with you if they want to commission a piece or, um, or just, you know, whether Facebook or your website or things like that. Yeah, most people contact, contact me through Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, we want we want to get. I you won't ignore more, that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we want to get you more commissions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're happy to have you uh, writing for us at the Excelsior Music Publishing, and we definitely appreciate your time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody, go go look up Yukiko's music because it's awesome. And Peter, thank you very much for doing this oh, for yeah. us. My pleasure. My we pleasure. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a All good right. night. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of From the Composer. If you want to hear more of these podcasts, please subscribe or go to the Excelsior Music website at excelsiamusic.com. I'm Larry Clark. Thank you for listening.